It's now eight minutes to nine. This is Money Talk uh, with James Ross. We're going to take our view from Australia. Uh, let's cross uh, to Sydney and say good morning and hello to Adam Dawes, a Senior Investment Advisor at uh, Shore & Partners. Uh, good morning, Adam. Yes, good morning. How are you today? All good here. Um, I wonder, New Zealand has dropped into recession, we hear. Uh, Adam, mm. is there any chance that Australia is going to go that direction as well? Well, look, it is interesting, and we, we, we certainly see the Kiwis or the New Zealand market as, as, a, as a close second to, to our market. And we often call New Zealand a crash test dummy, basically because they move mm. a little bit quicker than us and we can see what's going to happen. Mm. But certainly the, um, the New Zealand market is certainly smaller and more concentrated, but it does have a lot of similarities that cannot be ignored with what's happening here in Australia. High inflation hasn't been contained with, with obviously the most aggressive interest rate hikes that we've seen in a long time, growing pressure on mortgages and really one of the hottest labour markets that we've seen in a long time as well, which is fueling strong wage growth as well. So it does look like uh, uh, the Australian uh, RBA, the Reserve Bank of Australia, is has a lot of work to do to keep uh, inflation and keep everything lower, which means higher interest rates for, for the foreseeable future. However, I don't see us going into recession. Uh, yes, New Zealand did have a technical recession to quarters of negative GDP growth, but I don't see Australia doing that due to our resources, and that's what will hold up our economy. We might dip maybe one quarter of negative GDP growth, but certainly the textbook side of things, I think we'll, we'll, we will just skate through without a, uh, without a recession. So fingers crossed, James. So obviously the Fed holding rates uh, uh, flat this time, the ECB popping them up, the RBA um, uh, coming, coming out with one or two surprises in, in, in recent months. So what, are your, what are your expectations for interest rates you know, in, the, in the short term, Adam? Uh, for, for the US or for Australia? I think for both, really. Yeah. Well, look, it certainly is that uh, the Fed, after you know the fastest pace of rate increases in around 40 years, they, I think that they're seeing that the rates are high enough to have a slowing effect on the economy. We certainly did see that the Fed left the target rate of sort of 5 to 5.25%. Uh, and, and that obviously was on the back of inflation dropping to around about 4% uh, year over year. Uh, and if you remember back in May, Last or midway through 2022, we, we saw a 9% inflation rate. So they've done a really great job in getting that inflation rate down. And obviously, it's not there yet. We know that that 2 to 3% is where they need to be. But so it does look like the Fed is taking a bit of a pause here, which is obviously then helped global markets have a sigh, a bit mm. of a sigh of relief. But I don't think the Fed is anywhere near cutting interest rates just yet. And that's going to be a little bit difficult. I think here in Australia, we've got a, a different side of things. We've got inflation at sort of 7.8% and interest rates at around sort of, oh, the cash rate, uh, you know, closer to 4%. So I think we've got a little bit more work to do uh, on the upside of interest rates to try and uh, cool inflation and temper those expectations. So what are the other um, pressures at the moment, would you say, in the market uh, in Australia? What, what are the things that you're following particularly uh, this week? Yeah, so some of the uh, obviously um, we're, we're seeing a little bit of a resurgence in our uh, home building or, or um, building material stocks. So the likes of James Hardy is looking very, very, very good. 
Um, we, we also saw a little bit of a downgrade in CSL, which is our largest healthcare uh, stock. Uh, that that has provided some really good opportunity to to for investors to start to sort of uh, come in and and look at some of these good quality blue chip stocks that have been downtrodden a little bit. But look, we're certainly keeping an eye uh, on uh, how the, the the economy is is being affected, and certainly consumer discretionary stocks uh, we're certainly keeping clear of at the moment. Um, we did have a bit of an upgrade today from AGL, which is one of our big energy providers. Uh, they are moving to a greener style of, uh, and it's been a tough move for them, but they are looking for a, a bit of a profit upgrade as well. So it's a bit of a mixed bag here in Australia as far as what's going on, because you've got this push and pull. The banks haven't been performing well because we know that the housing market's been a little bit tough of, of late, but then, you know, some of the resources and the energy stocks are doing very well also. So it's, it's a bit of a push and pull at the moment. There seems to be quite a lot of interaction between Australia and China at the moment. Um, you know, obviously, China is the biggest trading partner for Australia. How are you mm. looking at that? What, what's the effect on the economy? What's, what, what's the impact, would you say? Yeah, so we are looking at China to start to reduce some of the tariffs that they put on to the Australian market a year, year and a half ago. One of the big ones for us uh, was was coal, uh, and so that now has has, has been uh, that le- or that that tariff has been reduced or, or taken away. Mm. The next one we're looking for is wine. Wine uh, that we, we do a very lot of exporting of, of, of fantastic quality wines to China, and we're definitely looking for something like that. And TWE, which is Treasury Wine Estates, is one of those stocks that we've been positioning ourselves for China to uh, reduce uh, those tariffs on on that space. But certainly, the banks have also seen that China is a very critical market for them as well, and we're certainly seeing ANZ looking at uh, moving into that uh, Chinese side of things. Um, at the height of the global pandemic in March 2021, they slashed half of their China workforce, but now they're starting to move back into that strategy or looking to, to move back in and sort of uh, support uh, that Chinese side of things. But most of the banks are taking more of a divergent strategic position around those China operations. Westpac is going to continue to reduce its pressure uh, presence in China, whereas certainly something like the Commonwealth Bank and ANZ have the deepest presence of the Australian majors inside of the Chinese side of things. But, you know, uh, Westpac is, is, is more of a regional hub moving into Singapore. To, to, to function that. So certainly Asia is a growth area for the banks and they have to do something to grow because certainly the NIMS or the net interest margins have been challenged of late. Adam Dawes is Senior Investment Advisor at Shaw & Partners in Sydney.